But I just feel like, Jake, when you get to my age, you're not going to be taking girls for granted like you do now, you know? I feel like you got to really take advantage. Like, you're going to get to my age and you're going to be like, why didn't I take advantage of that orgy, possible potential orgy situation when I was, how old are you? 18? 19? What are you now? I'm 18. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking to yourself when you're 18, like, eh, too many girls at the party. Too many girls spoil the soup. No, that's the only thing you need in your soup. I'm just saying, you got to, like, you got to work it. When you get to my age, like, got, just opt for the orgy. Or just like a weird like circle of hand jobs. Coming at you from Comic Quest in sunny Southern California. It's sunny. It's Dimitri. Uh, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. Uh, thanks uh, for either listening to this podcast or watching the vidcast on YouTube. Uh, either or. Uh, thanks for doing that. Uh, we have some geek news to go over. Some really cool stuff. Uh, I can't do this alone. Never can. Never will. That's why I brought my two friends here. We got Sam Young, actual lizard person Sam Young. Hello. Dude, I hope the camera picked up your tongue. How you doing? Great. Yeah? Good to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm here and not anywhere else in the world. Oh, that's so really. sweet. That's so sweet. Uh, to Sam's left, but your guys is right, Steve Biggs, Professor Steve Biggs, <laughs> Dr. Steve Biggs. I'm just going to... Oh. <laughs> the titles yes. are just going to keep yes. on rolling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what other... Uh, whatever. Uh, how you doing, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm getting over the plague, so uh, there may be a little bit of you know, vaguely mucusy sounding stuff happening. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, would you would you feel personally attacked if I brought up your snafu today? Oh, uh, no. Uh, Steve <laughs> just goes into my general character. Steve set his alarm clock for uh, what PM yes. today, as opposed yes. to AM. Yeah. And uh, if you guys don't know out there, we record Sunday mornings, and uh, Steve was a little behind the clock. I was. Yeah. I woke up in panic and was like, oh, I don't think I can be there. And it's like, yeah. oh, we don't even start till the, oh, okay, well then. To be fair, Steve, uh, that may have to do with you converting between star date and earth date. That's exactly correct. Uh, so. Uh, you got to work on gotta that. Got to leave room for error. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how does that work, actually? Because I, is the start, <laughs> how does, has anyone figured that out? <laughs> Uh, people have tried. Uh, the <laughs> the star date from Star oh, Trek, if you guys out there don't know. Um, originally in original series, uh, they were just kind of random numbers. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, right. the whole point behind the star dates was to try to take into account, you know, relativistic speeds and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. Know, the galaxy's big place. And, yeah. Uh, so even if you're traveling at warp, you, there might be. That kind of stuff. So instead of putting like an actual like Earth date, like April twelfth or something like that, yeah, uh, Roddenberry just said, "What about star date? We'll just do star date. That way we won't have to have like we won't have to name the actual year that the show takes place in. Yeah. We won't have to do any of that kind of stuff." And then when Next Gen rolled around, they did kind of codify it. And now off the top of my head, I can't figure out what that was, but it was something where you basically did take uh, whatever date that they thought that the episode took place on yeah. and just rearrange the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Or, no, every thousand, every thousand star date was a year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if it was, you know, for instance, so if it was star date 23... 23572 or something like that, then you'd be talking about, um, God, does this even make sense anymore? I don't know. You're talking about, I know. <laughs> you'd be talking about, uh, feel free to tweet us at hashtag <laughs> Keeg Talk, K E E G Talk. Uh, if this makes sense to you, uh, say yes, thumbs up. If it doesn't, ask Steve, what is he talking what about? What am I talking about? So, like, 235 something would be like, uh, the year, um, 
the year 2300, and then the rest of the thing would be like a digital version of the year. Oh, okay. So, something like that. I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> uh, I thought I learned a lot. Yeah. The more you speculate. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, you guys, uh, there uh, are a couple of comic book weddings that are coming out. I just wanted to ask you uh, what you thought. Basically, uh, Shadowcat and Colossus are getting married this year. Uh, Catman do. Uh, cat woman and Batman. No, I want to see the Cat Mandu wedding. Yeah, <laughs> Cat Man. Whatever happened to Cat Man? Where is he? I don't know. What does Cat Man do? I don't know. He <laughs> kills, he kills poachers, actually. Yeah. Uh, cat woman and Batman are getting married. Uh, what comic book characters would, or fictional characters in general would you like to see get married this year? Uh, um, wow. Uh the biggie was married a while ago, and DC finally brought it back. It was, uh, you know, Superman and Lois Lane. At first, I thought you were talking about yourself. You were like, the biggie was married. You the, <laughs> well, was like, my anniversary is coming like up. Steve Biggs, the biggie? Yeah. Was, uh, so, yeah, Superman and Lois Lane, but they're yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, oh, my God. I, 2017 was like the year of fixing Superman, which is so awesome to me. Um they, you know, Henry Cavill, even with his weird upper lip, was actually able to smile in the last Justice League movie. What? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they did. I mean, the reset button was quite elaborate in the old DCU. They had to bring in Mixel. Mixel, Mixel Spitalik, yeah. Uh, but they did it, and now it's all good, and I'm more than happy to have uh, Super Dad around, because I think, I think uh, John... John Ken? Yeah, John Ken is a fun character. Him and Damien are fun together. <laughs> They're so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beyond that, characters coming up. I, I don't know. Um, you don't I, ship anyone, Steve? I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe, although, again, this is kind of reaching back into the 80s because I don't think this relationship is the same as it used to be anymore, but I was always kind of pulling for, you know, Dick Grayson and Starfire. Oh, I thought Aww. you were going to that, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but I like Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. There there is that. Yeah. Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. Yeah. 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 They're more like my speed. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the Bat Family should. But stay I feel like the Bat should be a little incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't not, know. but they're not actually. <laughs> no. No. But I like, mean, like I like, and it's as weird. It's so left field. But like Tim, Drake, and Cassie. Yeah. Oh, but like, I think that would have been a cute. Okay, Cassandra. Or- um, Cassie, Wonder Woman, or oh, Wonder Girl. Uh, no, uh, Cassandra Batgirl. Payne. Yeah. Batgirl, Cassie. Yeah. Cassandra's too good for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I miss Cass- that. Is, does she go by Cassie? She goes by Cass. Okay. There's no IE. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Cassie would be Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl, yeah. 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 I meant Cassandra Kane. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah. Um, I really like what they're doing now in Detective Comics with her. And Oh, I guess I can't spoil anything, but like Wait, the what? the most like one of the most recent issues, she's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're talking about her. With, um, you can spoil it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, my heart broke. Yeah. My heart yeah. broke. He could have been good. Yeah. Oh man, that I, it's been a while since DC's like really wrenched me because they're so doom and gloom, <laughs> and I think because I. I've been reading like the uh, the Damien and John Kent like their little adventures. You, you finally Super got sun. fun, yeah. like sprinkled back into DC. That to like that was the all great sudden. thing about Rebirth. Yeah, the whole Rebirth thing was just them going, "Oh man, okay, so nobody <laughs> likes dark and gritty DC Let's comics." Let's fix, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, nobody does. No nobody one. To, Batman is the only dark and gritty character you get. That the end. <laughs> well, I mean, I get your exaggeration. Like, that's an exaggeration, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need a dark flash and a... No. 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 Even yeah. Wonder Woman, like, the Wonder Woman in the movie is way different than, like, a dark brooding Wonder Woman that goes around killing Minotaurs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, killed Minotaurs, that's fine, but... Yeah. I mean, unless you're the away. Minotaur. I play Eternal, <laughs> and I play a Minotaur tribe deck, and <laughs> it hurts me when people are aggressive against Minotaurs. Oh. Uh, you know what's... Interesting is I saw a picture recently uh, of an opposite centaur, which would be a horse's head on two human legs. <laughs> I'm into it. Like no arms, just two, just 
His legs. Yeah. Just give me the legs. Or, or have you seen somebody posted a picture of, of the manatar? No. And it's like it's like a man with another man's like <laughs> torso and legs not behind it. That's uh, so weird. Uh, I don't know who I would pair. I ship a lot, uh, but I'm trying. Who's your OTP? Huh? Who's your OTP? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, what does OTP stand for? One true pairing. So oh. Who do you ship the most? Okay. Who would I mean, you I like that go to contacts, bat for? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I love Dick and Barb. I love Dick and Barb. I just want to hear you say I love Dick and then pause. Again. We'll just cut. We'll cut it. <laughs> I love Dick and then we'll just leave it there. Um, <laughs> Uh, no. So tell me uh, more, Dimitri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what I, are you doing with the microphone, Dimitri? Stop that. That's inappropriate. I love. Dick. I, love I mean, it's only gonna work for the podcast because people who are watching the video will know that you weren't actually doing anything graphic with the microphone. Well, I did grab it right now. But anyway, it was like a gentle grab, yeah. though. Like you weren't really like. Could, well, I'm not like rough. You could do one I'm of these things. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, just stroke the tip. Oh, Anyway, that made me cringe a little <laughs> watching it's Steve do that. It was in the low guttural. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like Steve all. would be a gentle lover, I feel, especially the way he caressed that microphone. You'd, you'd be taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ship Steve and Dimitri. When's that wedding? Oh. I've never had anyone ship me before, Aww. so I'm I'm really like Steve's not my type. Uh, but you don't love strong, caring men. I I think there needs to be more strong, caring men in the world. So I love them being out there. The idea of strong, caring. Yeah, I like the idea of it, <laughs> uh, but not the actual impracticality. Uh, strong, caring men. Uh, so moving on, strong, caring men. Well, I don't know what this. Yeah, just what? before we do move on, though, yeah. I do want to just throw this out. If you're not reading the actual Batman title right now, you owe it to yourself because um, is it Tom King? Tom King, yeah, yeah, he's ben. killing it on that on yeah. that title. One of the best, one of the be, I mean, one of the best Wonder Woman Batman stories in Batman's history. And then the double date issues were with him and uh, Superman and, yeah. and Lois. Those were when they go to the carnival. Uh, yes, those were high. They the like lead up to that it? though was really cute. Yeah, yeah, the elevator one. Mm -hmm. that one? Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Two episodes ago, we went over the 2017 retrospective, like of everything that kind of you know happened and whatnot, and we talked about it. Uh, one of our guests, Amanda Barker, um, she was talking about how it was Batman Annual Two or whatever. Uh, yeah, is that the one? Because she was talking, she was raving about that, and I, I believe I read it. Is that the one where where Batman and Catwoman are disagreeing when they first met? And he, they were like, oh, we met on the ship. And he, she was like, no, we met in the alley that first time. Yeah. And like that one, that was yeah. a good issue. That, that that issue actually made me misty. Yeah. Yeah. It's bringing it back just, that old stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because what sucks with all these companies and, I mean, these comics doing these reboots is you lose those relationships, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if there's anything that I learned from improv, it's that it's it's about relationships. That's what people care about, right? Yeah. It's those characters, their point of view, their emotions, and the relationships between these characters. Yeah. When you start anew, sure, it's a blank slate, you, but you don't have that history. Yet. You don't have the mm -hmm. history, right? And and to ignore the fact that they're that it, it, DC and both DC and Marvel now have, uh, depending on when you want to start Marvel's actual timeline, uh, they both have about you know seventy five plus year histories with these characters. Yeah. And. If you if you ignore that, yes, you can start with a clean slate. That's a that's a probe on. But the con is, you know, even with new readers, they I think they miss out on the idea that there is history with these characters. Yep. There is continuity, and and yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I like the whole. <laughs> what's one of the reasons why I was more than willing to put up with the Mixispitalik. A uh, reset button on the yeah. Superman titles is because yes, by yes, by love of God, please fix this character. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, you know? yeah, and like I say, I'm really I'm digging Super Dad, and I'm digging John Kent, and I like the way Lois Lane is going in there, and I'm really looking forward to my uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to his run on it because mm. uh, apparently uh, it's either I guess it's action is going to actually focus on the Daily Planet mm. uh, bullpen. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Who, what's the What's the name of that the sports writer? Uh, Jeff 
No, no Steve Lombard. Steve Lombard. <laughs> I was calling Jeff Lombard. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah, I, uh, he's like a fun one-off character that, like, he, he appeared but, recently, right? To yeah, talk to but he's Chris been, Kent? He, they, brought Jonathan, him in, they brought him in in the Jonathan 70s, Kent. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of... Uh, to kind of be, you know, a foil to Clark Kent, you know, like like he's sort of Clark Kent's arch enemy as yeah. opposed to having because he's all he's a jock, he's right? a jock, and he's always hitting, you know, you know, teasing the the nerd guy and yeah. all this kind of stuff, and then you know because he's picking on the wrong person, yeah, you know, Clark says, oh, here's a little here's a little heat vision in that water fountain there, yeah, you know, I I I feel like the Superman movies and TV shows and stuff focus on the wrong things, like. Let's focus on the humans around him. Let's focus, maybe not focus, but like use that as a foil, right? Well, exactly. Because, you know, that, the criticism you always hear about Superman is that he's overpowered. And it's like, yeah, on, on a certain level, yes, that's a, that's a fair criticism. So how do you attack Superman? Well, you don't. You attack the people around him. You attack the people he cares about. You attack regular people yeah. that can't defend themselves. And that's what gets at it. Well, there's also the argument to be made that um, some of the conflict of Superman being so powerful, being a central plot point, because Superman in Elite Four was so good yeah. because you saw a Superman that was out of control. Yeah. And you saw a Superman who had to deal with the, the consequences of his power. Wait, which as, one? Uh, Superman in Elite Four. It was a DC animated film. It was the one that was based it was on... Not a, the, it was the Elite. The Elite. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the, Sorry, the Elite Four. Yeah, Sorry. Superman and his Charizard went up against the Elite <laughs> Four. Um, uh, <laughs> what Pokemon would Superman have? What Pokemon would Superman have? Uh, well, that's a good question. Oh. He'd probably be... He'd probably Tell be us. Tell Pikachu, us, viewers. Right? Just classic Pikachu? I think he's... Yeah. Superman yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, but Superman yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Elite For, was with Manchester Black. And, and now yeah. I just want a Pokemon and DC crossover. Yeah, yeah, we got Ninja Turtles. Give me the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I've been saying ever since that issue came out. You know what? What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Yeah, I was like, that that should be the next live action film because I mean, it, it would take care of a lot of you know. Again, yeah. Oh, Superman's too powerful. Okay, fine. Put him up against. Hugely powerful people who are doing the right thing, but the wrong way. Yeah. And Supergirl, like the TV show, mm -hmm. figures out ways around kind of uh, certain things. And it's interesting. I like the show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, recently, Morgan Edge uh, uh, poisoned kids with like, like something and they were dying. And then yeah. uh, it was a hospital and they had to figure out, you know, Morgan Edge essentially was like Lex Luthor, like, and you know, in the show, and even though she's super powerful, she couldn't stop the kids from dying. Right. You know. Yeah. Slowly I, poisoning kids is the way to like beat Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, you get yeah you you get at him not through the stuff that he is able to do. Not you know giant robots. Although for the love of God, they've got to have a giant robot battle at some point in the live action movies. Pacific Rim proved you can bring in giant robots. Giant and robots. people will love that. Yep. <laughs> and have Superman just rip the arms off the things. And, Who would know. Superman pilot a Jaeger with? Would uh, it be Bruce? It would be would Batman. It, would it be Batman? Yep. It would be it would be id and super ego. Now give me that crossover. I take back my Pokemon request. <laughs> I rescind that from the universe. <laughs> DC slash uh, Pacific oh, Rim. But Bruce and Alfred piloting a Jaeger. Yo, together. that would be awesome too. Oh my heart. <laughs> oh, cause when when they knelt and he has to see his parents die in the alley with him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and then Bruce would also get to see all the things that Alfred did with the Wayne family that he wasn't there for. Yeah. Oh. You oh. you are such a Bat Family fangirl. I am. Yeah, uh, if so you guys out there can see her so shirt, the uh, Nightwing shirt. It's because they don't make really good Red Robin shirts. Oh, okay. I don't like Red Robin. I like Tim as Robin. Well, here's the thing. Uh, let me make an argument for Red Robin. Yeah. I new, wait wait pre fifty two Red Robin. Obviously. Or? Okay. Obviously. Pre fifty two Red Robin is fine. I, was, was that Francis Manipal? Yeah, that was Francis Manipal who did the art for that. Yeah. Um, very briefly, I think he only did the the first couple. Uh, oh no, the first couple issues were done by um, Yotes, uh, and then Manipal did the adventure comics crossover okay, yeah. with uh, where he finally gets reunited with Khan, okay. and it's beautiful. I and miss Connor. I know. Bring him back, yeah. but not well, like they, a really shitty way that they did well, with they New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah. I want him back. I think he. That's who I want to see get married. 
Tim and Khan. <laughs> he tried to clone him. If that's not love. <laughs> I have my opinions. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, just to make a case for pre-52 um, Red Robin, yeah. um, Tim has constantly been in the foot, uh, the the shadow of Jason Todd, and so it made sense that he followed that lineage all the way up to Red Robin. And like he did with Robin, Tim's constantly been re... Uh, sorry, I'm stumbling all over myself. But he's been revamping these old versions of where Jason Todd has once stood. So it made sense to to see that transition of I feel like a failure. I'm going to put on the co- the costume of the quote unquote failed Robin, and like he did with the first Robin, he just made it his own. And you see Tim evolve into a hero that's willing to take. And this is the problem where we face now with future Batman, Tim, is mm-hmm. that he's willing to take uh, the steps away from that Robin mantle, away from the Batman mantle, and really just find ways to enact justice um, in a way that's outside of what you would expect from those those mantles. Yeah. I think that character's... I love Tim Drake. I love him yeah. so much. I think that character's broken. Oh, he's so broken. The savior? Yeah. Whatever. Oh. That character? Yeah, Savior. Yeah. Because, because at this point he, it's almost like he's just looking for a fight. Yeah, and it's like, and everyone's like, "This is not the fight you need to have. We can fix this without killing people." Yeah, and then it's they like, who do. Who do I kill next? It's, yeah, and then yeah. they do, and yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, yeah, well now who do I need to kill? Yeah, like, oh, it's like he's seen Terminator way too many times. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. stuck on going to the past and killing someone in the past to save the future. No matter who it is, yeah, I think you should work on saving Connor and bringing him back to the uh, current timeline. Well, and that's apparently what they're alluding to is that he's not even the Tim Drake of this timeline. He is a Tim Drake of pre fifty two. Well, because that's the yeah the Titans tomorrow is yeah yeah, yeah. it is because it's Connor and Cassie and they need, which to, is, which they need is, to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is they fix most of the stuff. Because if he is searching for Connor, you did have a Connor Kent Superman. For mm-hmm. the Titans of Tomorrow, so it's, I'm curious to yeah. see like if that is the case, and he is looking for the other. My other little speculation thing on this is if that's not one of the, if he's not the Tim Drake from one of the Metal Universes. Because uh, again, it, it seems possible. like it seems like it's a very broken. Like as that's the dying universe that their universe is dying. Because yeah. uh, Bart is in that universe too, as Flash, mm-hmm. and like, but that's the Titans tomorrow. That's Titans tomorrow, you know, yeah. Future, yeah. Which I loved, and I, oh, I thought that was such a good. Oh, I Jeff loved John's run pre fifty two was just it was you, it was, such it a was culminating to such a history. good. It was getting to this point, and then they and then they final crisis it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's take a couple gears, shift it <laughs> into a recent movie that came out. A very small movie, uh, an independent kind of, movie. Yeah, Call it like the indie uh, of comic Directed by films. an indie director. Yeah, well, yeah. that part's true. <laughs> yes. you know, uh, Directed by Ryan Coogler of Fruitvale Station and Creed, right? Yeah. He did both, both with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, we're talking about Black Panther, and which you probably knew that we were going over by the title on this video. <laughs> um, Black Sorry Panther. it took so long. Yeah, no, it's... You don't have to apologize. Are you apologizing to them? Yes. Not you. No, you have to sit through Sam's uh, shipping and love <laughs> for the Bat family in order to get to the sweet, gooey center that is uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk Black Panther. You guys saw it? Yes. Did. Yes. I don't even know where to start. I loved it. I. It not only works as a really great superhero movie, but it works as a great movie, period. Yes. And it's actually, and yes. what I like is that they're using the superhero tropes to talk about real world issues. They, they, yeah. They talked about a lot of different issues and then, I mean, touched on them enough that it was preachy at the same time. Like they hit so many different things. Right. Like, like Michael B. Jordan's character in that is my favorite kind of, you know, antagonistic character. It's like, I completely see where this guy is coming from and he's completely got a point. Yeah. We we are going to be talking spoilers right now. So this is just the way the episode works. So if you want to flip forward and get to, when we talk about Star Trek discovery, which will also be spoilers, Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much this episode is a lot of spoilers. Spoilery. Uh, feel free or uh, come back to this when you see the damn movie. It is <laughs> Sunday. Uh, projected 
uh, earnings for this weekend alone, $218 yeah. million. Yeah, Blue Jay pool out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so crazy turnout for this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to go watch it. To it. <laughs> yeah, if you've if you've added your money to that 218 million, stick around. Hear the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, you were saying. Yeah. No. I the Killmonger. 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 I, it was you know again. You see where the character's coming from. He's w- very well defined. Some reviews I've seen and talked about Michael B. Jordan almost walking away with the movie. Yeah. I can't really argue with that. I, he was great, but but everyone in this movie. Everyone great. in this movie yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. Ty Guerrero, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Chadwick Boseman, of course, the yeah. you know main character. But I mean. It's got a deep bench of just huge, you know, talent going Boris on. Whitaker, and, Angela Bassett. Yep, uh, yep. James, uh, we're going to be talking uh, about uh, people dying. I hope you don't mind. James is the only person in this room. James, our tech guy. Uh, let's get a round of applause for James for doing such a great job. James. Uh, <laughs> uh, James has not seen the movie yet, but. Oh, no. Sorry, James. We oh, do we have take to take your headphones about, off? Do we walk have to away. Talk about go, go read a couple comics. Are you cool with it, James? All right. James told me he was cool this. earlier. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna spoil it. You're gonna All see right. it regardless. James is gonna see it regardless. It it is pretty awesome. Uh, I promise you, whatever we hype up will live up to those expectations. <laughs> I, the, uh, so amazing movie. I was sad to see Claude die <laughs> and Killmonger die. Yeah, uh, yeah. All your villains. Yeah, uh, but I, I liked that you you saw the not the resolution, but like you saw him give him the honor that his father was not. Like yeah. they left the body. They like just kind of it, it was so upsetting. It's when he visits his when, ancestor. Yes, in the plane. and you you and then you're taken back to Killmonger's vision and it's just yeah. so heartbroken because you see he's still that little boy in that apartment trapped yeah. with all of that anger and sadness yeah friend of the show hero carlisle talked uh, told me that he felt that the apartment was hell for sterling k brown's character mm-hmm. najobu i think mm-hmm. uh, i forget what michael b jordan's uh, wakanda name was but Najobu was his father, and he dies, and he will be in the his spirit will be in that apartment with Wakanda's sunset on the outside of the apartment yes. yeah. forever, yeah. and that was his hell, and he will never uh, he will never get out of that. Yeah, and Killmonger <sighs> will will probably be stuck there with him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, there was so much. There's stuff. so much to yeah. talk okay. about. Uh, it, okay, so I, I think yeah. let's um, if you if you want, we can talk about how it wasn't just a great superhero film. Yeah. This was Marvel's first. I don't want to. Uh, people are going to construe this the wrong way, but it yeah. was Marvel's first good movie. Like <laughs> as a film in its entirety, you did not need to know anything about the Marvel universe right. to walk into this film and enjoy it as a quality piece of cinema. Yeah. This was the first Marvel film to have a beautiful score that wasn't just strings and notes meant to elicit like specific emotion. You had an actual score. The coloring was so rich and beautiful as opposed to like the gritty Civil War like bland coloring that you get in these like we're, we're starting to, to see yeah. yeah we're starting to see Marvel take like this beautiful yeah, like, evolution into film where it's it's starting to look like a proper like the, the, these films that have come out are starting I'm so excited for phase three because yeah. all of them have just been beautiful pieces of cinema yeah uh, I think that it helped that they got to make it from scratch mm-hmm. yeah was, was this untouched civilization that sure you saw at the end of Civil War that was it. Mm-hmm. You didn't you see it much. And so even Black Panther is in Civil War, but you get to do whatever you want to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And they even retconned uh, uh, T'Chaka's Black Panther lineage into it. Mm-hmm. I know that it's not a retcon retcon because you would assume from the comics, but in the in the Civil War, it never says, like, oh, he used to be Black Panther, right? <laughs> right. It was just, you know, and uh, I don't know. There was a lot they... There's so much dialogue that... Like I need to see it again. Yeah. Cause when like when Killmonger dies and he says something so poignant, he gets to see the sunset, right, of Wakanda, and then he goes He's when offered I, the option. Oh, when I die, oh, bury me in the sea. Bury me yeah. 
Bury me in the sea because my ancestors knew that death was better than bondage. Yeah. When they jumped from the ship, Mm -hmm. that death, yeah. Death is better than bondage. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's so many good, like, it was just such a well-written script, too. There are so many moments where you see character within the dialogue, and I feel like that's also something that you're not really getting. Like, it, it had layers, and so much of... Marvel's films have touched on like how can we check off the boxes of yeah. what a superhero movie is. Yeah. And they focus so much on that that they really miss the opportunity to layer in symbolism. And you started to see a lot of that come in when uh Taika Watiti, did I say yeah. his name correctly? Yeah. When he took over for Ragnarok, yeah. um, you saw like the effects of colonialism in Valkyrie's character. And you mm. saw like you're getting like mm. these beautiful messages of like what's more than the character and what's more than the dialogue. And yeah. you've got that in Black Panther as well. Like when he has Claw and he's just like, every breath you take is mercy. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to save some of the hard-hitting points that I have for like when we, uh, for in a couple minutes, like minutes <laughs> when we uh, just save it. I just want to, uh, but like uh, Claw, when he lets the one guy, he was like, you can leave. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Well, he's just, uh, you know, uh, and then the guy runs away and he shoots him in the back. Yeah. And he's like, oh, spread out the crime scene. Makes, makes That's why I was so bummed that he died, because he could have done more stuff and constantly pestered Wakanda. He could have constantly just been a pest. I don't know. Yeah. I really like that they killed him because Claw represented just the worst of like. The colonizers. Yeah, the colonizers. Like, (laughs) he went in and he stole resources. But not only that, you see him appropriating their culture, which is even worse. Yeah. Like, when he's in the the casino and he shoots the thing, he's like, I made it rain. And I'm like, you don't get to say that, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's He's, just the worst. And I was so happy to see him die. And what I liked about, what I liked about him and... And the way he was dispatched was, again, this is from more of a you know film history point of view. Was I was like, oh, okay, so Andy Serkis is Janet Lee. Got it. Okay. In uh, oh, in, in Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, he at least was in another movie and then half of this. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, he, you know, he was kind of what I liked about it was he was kind of set up to be. If not the big bad, then then certainly he's one of the big bad. Yeah. And then what we find out is that the actual big bad is like has no more use for him. So blam, you know. Yeah. Basically, we see him dispatched with the same kind of uh, you know cold uh, you know cold disregard for life that he was dispatching people with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that's that's pretty good. That was beautiful. As a plot point, it needed to happen for Killmonger to enter Wakanda and and you know demand yeah. his birthright. Uh, yeah, and as and as the bargaining chip for him to gain allies. Yeah, so I get that. I just wish that he's a great character. Claw was such a great character. Yeah, um, and Andy Circus, that that guy sure knows how to chew on some scenery. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel that if he didn't die, then yeah, what would have happened? Claw would have been in that final battle, I guess, yeah. or just like run away and then you don't <laughs> see him. And then I can't see him fighting. He, he can't them. be in. Like, yeah. He would be there like trying to smuggle out my brain. Right, more yeah. stuff. Ah. That actually would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, that kind of would have been cool now that you're saying that to have the whole battle and then him just like try to like get vibranium. Yeah, and yeah. You could have a battle between him and Shuri. By the way, I love Shuri. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I looked her up, and like I think she was in some British shows. Was she in an bl- episode of Black Mirror? Um, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was uh, in the the last episode, I think, of the most recent season. The Black Museum. Yeah, the episode? Black Museum. Episode. Okay, I never saw she that. She was one. phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. She was oh. great in Black Panther. I loved her. Like I may love her. I don't know. Like I. Uh, <laughs> We're all there with you. Yeah, <laughs> she was so cool. She was just fight me for her. Went in the. I would. Uh, <laughs> When she flips off uh, T'Challa in yep. the beginning, yeah, and then like the mom, Angela <laughs> yeah. goes, "Shuri, yeah." Uh, so like I, I loved her; she was great. And so yeah, if she had a little side thing with Claw, because she had sonic hands, mm-hmm. you know, there could have been a thing there. Yeah, but yeah. Is well, speaking about could have been a thing there. Is there something between her and Bucky, or is she just you know? Maybe no. Uh, I think you don't think I think I don't know. At the I, end, it was like it. It seems like. She I don't was, want there to be. No, it seems like she was more his caregiver. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. Anything else? Yeah, like, yeah. hey, guinea pig, what's up? Here's yeah, your yeah. carrot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like it's like, and and I was like, 
and again, they nicely avoided it, but I was like, oh, they're going to have some little thing about, come look at your new arm. And then they never did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, but you know it's going to happen. Ooh, like a vibranium arm? <laughs> yeah, That'd like be cool. a vibranium arm, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> loved what she called uh, Everett Ross. She was like, what are you doing, colonizer? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was so flippant. It wasn't even forced. It was just... How yeah. did your audience react to that? Because my audience was whooping. It was so yeah. good. Like, uh, you heard my audience laughs. Yeah. It, was, it was like, oh! <laughs> it, was it was such a good... Great. Like, yeah. see it in the theaters, guys. Like, don't... Don't do the thing where you wait for it to be available online. Do yourself the justice of like seeing it on the big screen yeah. with people because yeah. the energy of the movie theater makes this film that much more impressive. Yeah, yeah. I saw it last night, Saturday night, at the Cinema City on their biggest screen, and that place was full. And yeah, everyone was just like, "Woo!" You know, yeah. it was just it was awesome. I. Uh... I like the fact that, like, is, is correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Marvel's doing this thing where they have a twist towards the end or, or, like, halfway or whatever, and the only promotional footage they release comes before the twist so that they, like, the whole half, other half is like, oh, I didn't know, like, this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like a lot of the clips released were, like, in that casino, so I thought it, the movie was going to be more of this, like, like, that was actually, like, a black James Bond type. Yes, yeah. Scene. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be more like espionage, like that. Um, Marvel's done a really great job with um, their trailers, not giving away things. Yeah. Because uh, the, I think the biggest problem with trailers these days, if you, especially with I don't know if you guys have seen the new Jurassic World trailer, but I felt like I watched the whole movie. Yeah, I was that's, like, oh, that's, I, I know that they get to the island. I know that the island explodes. I know that they eventually <laughs> get the dinosaurs to the city, and we all know what's going to happen from there. Yeah, yeah, that's been an ongoing. But, yeah, and not to like bring back Ragnarok again, but I think Ragnarok was the, like perhaps the first time we saw them um, use green screen um, to change scenery from what you thought was going mm. to be in the movie to, in <laughs> fact, like when when you see Hela yeah. destroy the hammer in the, the trailer, in they're in an alleyway, yeah, and they they put them in the the field, and you're just like, holy shit, yeah. way to trick me, Marvel. Well done. Because you're always worried, like, I'm going to see the entire movie when I watch these three minutes. And they've done such a great job really giving you just enough to get you in the theater and then saying, but here's the whole story. Yeah. Which I feel like trailers should be in the mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I, yes. Well done. I don't know who your trailer house is, guys, <laughs> but well fucking done. I mean, just the Marvel movies are getting better and better. They're genre matching. Uh, they're figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yes. They're trying new things. Um, so cinema can, itself is trying new things. Yeah. So can we can we talk about some of the real world stuff in Black Panther? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was oh, gonna okay. keep the heavier stuff for actually right now. Oh, okay. If that's what you is that what you're talking about? Like yeah. heavy stuff? Yeah. 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 Well, I was just gonna say to to kind of go in as cinema in general is trying something new, which is. It's not just for white people. <laughs> you know? What? How dare That's you? That's like a new, it's a new concept. I'm it's offended. Weird. I'm feeling oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, this persecution of white people. Uh, oh. You guys are really tough. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> I know. Must be hard uh, being a white man. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I'm telling you. Oh, where? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, this is my this is my take. I'm so glad they got a black director. Mm -hmm. I don't feel yes. like I don't feel like this movie would have worked had there had not been a lot of uh, 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 black talent in behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, uh, Ryan Coogler directed it, co-wrote it. Mm -hmm. I don't know who the other writer is. The other writer actually worked with um, one of my favorite directors, which is uh, Jordan Vock Roberts. Mm -hmm. um, they were uh, at Sundance together at one point. He's a black writer. As okay, well. good, great, yeah. great, great. And Maybe Joe something like it couldn't have worked without a, a, a black writers. Yeah. I don't think yeah. like it couldn't have. Well, because this is what I loved about it was that that, again, Michael B. Jordan's character is not wrong. No, it, it, the whole thing. You have this African country with all this advanced technology. Yeah. I forget what his actual figure was, but two plus billion people that look just like yeah. us, and we're not sharing. He said two, not, two billion. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not sharing this technology. The, where was Wakanda when slavery was going on? Yeah. Where yeah. was Wakanda when yeah. all this kind of stuff was going on? And I thought, that's awesome. And then when you get to the end of the movie and Wakanda starts to set up this technology outreach, I was yeah. like, given that and the fact that in this movie, I guess because of the events of Civil War, that the United Nations has moved to Vienna, 
I was like, yeah, yeah. If you guys can do more of that messing with the real world stuff in the next few Marvel movies, I want to see Wakandan technology working its way into other African countries. Working yeah. its way, and it doesn't have to be blatant. It doesn't have to be, except maybe for the next Black Panther movie. But even just in the rest, I want to see that. That again, uh, Killmonger wasn't wrong. Let's yeah. see what happens when you give oppressed people the ability to fight back. Yeah. Uh, Killmonger wasn't wrong as far as like his thought process. But he was wrong in his action. Yeah, the, the right. problem was he was he so was absolutely yeah. in. He had righteousness about him, but the problem with righteousness is you're not always just yeah. exactly. in your righteousness. Exactly. And Ooh. I think that is that is well, deep. Well, <laughs> say it again I, for the people in the back, Sam. <laughs> the problem with righteousness is not always just. Like you, you can be absolutely vindicated in your feelings and he had every right to be as angry as he was it was just the, the actions that he took to rectify that anger were not a step in the right direction and i think the great part about um black panther was that you have uh two characters who are mirrors to each other yeah and you have this very mlk good passionate person and you have your malcolm x okay. and what you you're not you don't really talk about more most most of the times when you're watching these things is you're not talking about how much you see in the other person. Yeah. Like you, I think MLK had a lot more Malcolm X in him, inside of himself than people want to talk about. Well, and so this yeah. movie touched on those cornerstones and you got to see Charlie be angry with his father. I need to put more emphasis on that T. Um, yeah. But you got to see how that fury shaped him, but he took a better course of action yeah. to rectify that. Like, he could have, you know, he offered, uh, not amnesty per se, but he did offer him, Killmonger, the option to stay alive. Like, yeah. you see him use that anger and propel it towards uh, a better solution, whereas Killmonger was just so focused on how can I, like, make things right through violence. And sometimes, yeah. you know, uh, you're, you're going to see that there's no other course of way, but T'Challa offers, like, a better solution. It's a tough line to it walk. Is, it's a for, very tough first thing line in to any walk. civil rights movement. It's a tough line to walk. Uh, in this movie, it was tougher to Chala to walk. Even in the beginning, when he talks to Chaka and he says it is a very hard uh, to be a uh, a good a good man a is good man and a, and a good king and a good yeah. king. Yeah, yeah. Which Tachaka was a better king, right? And he was a man. The, because he made the mistakes and he cut people off and he has war dogs in, in other countries and he he uh, left uh, Michael B. Jordan's character yeah. uh, behind. He and did what he thought was better for the nation, even though it made him less of a, not less of a man, but it made him, quote unquote, not a good man. Yeah. It was like a good man wouldn't leave the body of his brother behind and right. bury it properly in you know yeah. his home country like a good man wouldn't have left a child but he did those for the sake of his nation yeah uh, oh i yeah. love There's, great characters yeah. <laughs> by the way Mbaku, uh uh the the uh his jabari friend? leader the the other tribe the mm -hmm. mountain tribe yeah in the comics he's man ape but they chose not to go that route for very obvious uh racially connotated reasons uh, but he, I thought he was cool. He was phenomenal. That, he was so good. Yeah, and again, playing into an expectation and then flipping that expectation on its head. Was, well, I, don't wanna, I don't want to give the joke away. Well, like, but, I mean, nobody's watching this that hasn't already seen it, but James, okay, James, yeah, he's fine. Just... But there was this, that, that was the, such a great, the children, like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. like, uh, when he's like, I will feed you to my, I will feed you, to, uh, if feed you say you another word, kids. I'll feed you to my children. <laughs> I'm just joking, we're vegetarians. <laughs> yeah, and he just keeps laughing. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Ah. The audience cracked up. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was, a, that was a huge laugh, and that was a laugh that went on for a while, too. Yeah. It was nice. It was, I love the idea of a hero going to their rival mm -hmm. or enemy and asking for help. And, you know, it's up to them to decide whether they want to. I knew it was going to come in hell, but like. Yeah, uh, that was. But it's very. He sat there like Dr. Doom, which was kind of cool. Like, you know, like in, like in the throne. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, and again, yeah. what, what the I Dr. liked Doom about sprawl. it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I liked about it was you have to earn my allegiance. Yeah. And then and ultimately, you know, I guess did. But, but it wasn't just, 
I'm coming here. I'm going to make a grand, you know, Captain Kirk speech, and then I'm going to sway you. And the yeah. guy was like, and all the Klingons go, yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. And they, and they and the and the, it was like that was a great speech. I'm still no, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. still on your own, bud. Uh, yeah, I like the fact that he brought up and this because this is a lot of things. It's like he, he was like the uh, the past king. You're the only you're the, all the past kings like didn't you know bring us in. Uh, and now you're asking was like, yeah, I can't speak for the past kings, but I can mm-hmm. speak for myself. Right. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's how T'Challa brought him in. And in the end, he seems to be part of that royal court at the end. Yeah. Which they need like for the betterment of Wakanda. Bring yes. that tribe in. And yeah. Yeah. Bring him in. And he say... needs more people loyal to him, too. Yeah. Because after uh, 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 what what's what's Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya's name? It, he, you know, riding the rhino and like. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like, this is probably the first fuck in this episode. Uh, no, I've said it multiple have times. Have you said it? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I whisper mine. I zone yours out. It's, uh, <laughs> it's part of my natural yeah, it's vernacular. Part of your, yeah. Uh, um, no, yeah. Fuck I don't, that guy. I don't know. No, um, I understand his parents died via claw. I get it. But he turned on T'Challa so fast. So fast. to Enough to support an uprising. Enough to... Uh, look over the whole like but not enough to challenge. fight against his wife, and so you. Still that wasn't see... his wife. Well, I don't think that was his wife. They call each other "my love" several times. Yeah. So I mean, but all, his I think partner. They had a thing. How about his? They... I don't even know whether they're together. I would. I would dare to say. I would dare to say. First thing, I don't think his wife, but also no. like she in the hologram. She calls my love right, and then that's the only time you ever like really deal with it. And then in the end, with the rhino, he loved her enough. Not to, to not fight. to kill and her. that's I think that yeah. it, redemptive. That's redemption enough because you see that he's also a man driven by hate, yeah. hatred for Claw, hatred for the fact that he never got justice for Claw, hatred for T'Challa for not bringing Claw right. to justice. But my, yeah, and but so Killmonger helped with that. That would have. So whenever you see like love you know? triumph though in the end, I feel like reward that. Don't shun that. Like yes, he went down a dark yeah. path, and yes, maybe his actions and I, from he's the our only perspective. Villain who's alive. Her, from so. our perspective, <laughs> he's a villain. Yeah. From your perspective, I see another gray character. Yeah, I yeah. see another Expand character. Expand on him again. He's a not, great actor. Expand yeah. on him. Yeah, and again, not a villain. He's an antagonistic character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, who's so, again? Whose justifications? I yeah. Understand. Who who you still sympathize <clears throat> with, and who you still almost don't view as a villain if you're sitting from my chair. Mm-hmm. You just view it as just another point of conflict. And conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing. Conflict doesn't make you the enemy. Yeah. Conflict just makes you He was ready to he just he flipped ah, so much. I don't, I, I don't like him. I don't I don't like that guy. You stay got you gotta stay away from him. But those are the best characters to see come back because yeah. then you get the redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you go, ah, I want to see Baku. I like him. Sorry. I like him. Um uh I I don't know. I don't know where to go with this other than the movie was brilliant. Uh, did it have flaws? Yes. I feel like all movies have flaws. Yeah. And I feel like there are certain people out there that will bring up the flaws to just try to rip apart the movie. Yep. Because, you know, there's a lot of like weird well, stuff out there that's anti Black Panther right now. Well, that's what I was going to say too. That the, can, we, can we talk about this certain sub community of. People with my color skin, mm-hmm. just uh, anti-diversity bunch, and it's just yeah, like I don't. I uh, yeah, I uh, we <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. say what you want to say. I, I'm saying these people need to check a freaking calendar and just go. It's 2018. It is a small world after all. United States is a multicultural, you know, country. Yeah, deal with it or leave go to some imaginary country that you think exists somewhere but that ain't the united states of america yeah and it's certainly not the world here uh, a couple of different things my concern was i knew that in these big cities that black panther would do really well mm-hmm. i'm very interested to hear the numbers in the midwest yeah i don't know like what those numbers <laughs> would be like uh there are certain people even on my friends list in facebook that I'm not surprised they didn't see Black Panther opening weekend. And that's not like just anyone who didn't see Black Panther opening weekend. There's certain people that I think that I don't know whether they'll ever see Black Panther. Uh, I feel like there's a might be people that go in that won't go into the movie because 
they'll be like, oh, there's just too many black people. Like, and it's not even an outright thing of too many black people. I don't like black people. It's not that, but more like, it's just oh, a, there's just like the a lot of, of like, man, what, what do you think I was going through watching Friends? <laughs> yeah. What, well, like, yeah. Like, what, what, what yeah. do you think that, that, that minorities have to do when we watch, we watch like, movies? Like, you know, 90% of TV and films? Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the very <laughs> least, we get thrown a token guy and yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. The one Asian whatever. in Doctor Strange wound up being the bad guy in the end. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, I know. In- including all the characters that were supposed to be Asian that weren't Asian. that got Well, no, Asian, uh, well, in Doctor Strange, Wong wasn't bad. It was Baron Mordo who was bad, who was yeah. black. Anyway, the point being is, I yeah. get it. Yeah, we're, we're, it's like yeah, we're throwing right. a bone. This was the first movie where we're just throwing a bone. It was, and, and this is a big step for like, like, like all people of color mm-hmm. uh, to the point where basically movie studios uh, would say, because uh, I was listening to a podcast and basically they were talking about, and I always do this, uh, black doesn't travel. So yep. we can't sell these black movies overseas, but it's actually doing really well in uh, a lot of like Western countries. At least they know for yeah. now. Yeah, they it already made like forty seven million in like England. Yeah, and, uh, I think uh, Kenya, Nigeria. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, France. Uh, where, wherever it's opened already, it's wherever it's opened already. It's, yeah, it's done really well. And and we know that this can hold itself up. It can do that right like i've we don't need to shy away from doing that no can we please have a more uh representative uh cinema experience yeah conventional wisdom is only conventional wisdom until it changes yeah and then and then you get a new conventional wisdom yeah you know and it's like why don't we keep aiming for that why don't we just understand that that things change and so be the force of change yeah i i Thankfully, yeah, Marvel appears to be willing to do that, and and you know Disney appears to be willing to do that, which is amazing. I yeah. wouldn't have thought of that as a big corporate, like a big corporation, would be able to do that or would want to do that. Uh, back in the day, the general consensus was we can cast white people in all these movies because everybody wants to see white people. Everybody is willing to see white people. We can't have a black movie because only black people will watch black movies. Right. We can't put other, uh, people of color in because white people can't relate to them. <laughs> okay, which I think says more about white people than yeah, that, yeah. that scenario. That, you know? that's, that's a pretty damning statement. Yeah. That, if that were in fact true, yeah. that's a pretty damning statement. Uh, but I believe that, that more speaks to the... That speaks more to the mentality of, of corporate cowardice than anything else. Yeah. Well, the Sony leaks, right? They mentioned that they didn't. They wanted. They like Denzel Washington. They don't want to do an equalizer too, because black doesn't travel. That people don't want to, you know, see that necessarily. They can't make money overseas. That it or, or uh, could be just that the movie wasn't that good. Did you see the movie? I never saw the movie. Never oh, saw okay. The movie. Well, I love Denzel. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I, everything I heard about equalizer was it was kind of yeah it's a movie it exists uh quick quick question jake who's behind the camera uh who was guest star on last uh week's show are you doing this for denzel or for equalizer he's making a so so oh, okay. gesture oh, okay okay that's cool that's cool because jake don't you don't do this with yeah. denzel yeah, every- I've never. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's done the so-so gesture to Denzel. Denzel, <laughs> so dumb. Okay, because I was about to, like, if anyone does this, to as Den- he does, <laughs> if anyone does this to Denzel, I'm gonna do this to Tom Hanks, even though I love Tom Hanks. <laughs> My heart, both of them, hank a little. No, what I'm, said tr- I'm just saying. Like I know, I know what you we're were we- doing. We're weaponizing celebrities right now. <laughs> but I still don't want it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Denzel. That's you know, and I, oh, I, I want Hollywood to start taking chances. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny because this whole movie was not them taking chances except for the whole, like, race thing. Because I feel like it's still a superhero. It's still, still a part of the Marvel Universe. Somewhere. That's a fair bet. Like, yeah. it's a safe w- bet. Was, yeah, they had the studio tentpole to prop this all up. and They can take this, that chance. They can yeah. take that chance. Which wasn't a chance to begin with. It really was. old conventional, like, like bullshit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is from the same studio that didn't want to do a Black Widow movie a couple of years ago. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is, they've come a long way yeah. in terms of, like, what they're willing to put their money behind. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't talk about, like, studios and their how they manage their properties without, because I'm, I'm an editor, so 
you you hear a lot of this behind the scenes talk and and a lot of the money for these properties gets distributed because they've got these preconceived notions of conventional um, box office numbers. And you're seeing this radical shift of people not going to the box office. And so now they're forced to take chances because you have things like Civil War and you have um, Age of Ultron and you see that these these conventional superhero movies, we've seen them all. Yeah. And you need to start giving us more. Yeah. And I'm glad that Ant-Man and the Wasp looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. You know. what I, if, I was, if I was Kevin Feige or who, whatever the exact... Whoever has been Kevin pushing Feige. a Black Widow movie yeah. and just keep getting thumbs down, yeah. I would just be sitting back, arms crossed, smug look on my face going, hey, you ever heard about this movie called Red Sparrow coming out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Red Sparrow mm-hmm. seems like a rip-off of Black Widow. Also, yeah. I don't want to see a Black Widow movie. Let's. I'm going to be honest. Black Widow's not my favorite... Uh, a female character. I want a Maria Hill movie. I want yeah. a sheet. I want a Shield movie where Maria Hill's just a fucking badass the entire time. Here's yeah. a crazy idea. <gasps> People online were bringing up an all uh, female. Uh, Avengers movie, but then people, other people will be like, why? Other people are like, why would they ever get like just all girls? Like, what's the plot that you'd bring all girls together? I don't know, but what's the plot to bring all guy Avengers together? You'd right. never think of that, right? So why, you know? Yeah. Why can't you just have five female Avengers that are in the vicinity of each other need to team up? I'm sorry, the world is in jeopardy. That's not enough to get female superheroes together. I'm yeah. Right. But like, yeah. But oh my God, your costume looks amazing. They're at a bachelorette party. And They're then, all at a bachelorette yeah. party, and, and then uh, the Claw comes in. <laughs> I would love to see a Claw like Claw be a villain in a female <laughs> Avengers movie because he would be uh, the grossest, like the, right? Yeah, yeah, just some like total misogynist character and everything, just getting his ass handed to him, like right and left, <laughs> and still maintaining that yeah. it's like, uh, you guys, you're just a bunch of girls, bump, bump, bump. Yeah. No, you're still just a bunch of bump, bump. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how they would do it. I would love to see it, though. You know? Just uh, have a character called the misogynist. Uh, so, uh, Black Panther uh, was uh, just a really great movie, and if you haven't seen it, please go see it. I mean, that's pretty much it, uh, what uh, we have to say, right? Yes, uh, go see it. Go well, see it in the theater, please. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully please you didn't listen to this theater. whole thing and, you know, uh, not see it. Uh, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have today. Uh, I did want to talk about Star Trek uh, Discovery because it just finished its first season. Uh, uh, yay or nay, Stephen? Uh, overall, thumbs up. Okay. A few problems here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple missteps, uh, or uh, you know, uh, you know, and you well, didn't see it, right? I haven't seen it, but I would like to. I mean, it's a shame you don't have time, but I yeah. would like to have uh, picked the professor's brain because I'm watching the Orville right now, <laughs> which definitely is just loaded with Star Trek uh, yeah. influence, and it's just I love it, and so I'm really curious to see. Uh, I I would have liked to have listened. Yeah, yeah. The Orville is the Orville. I think (laughs) the Orville. I think is fantastic for a lot of reasons. It's definitely Seth MacFarlane saying, saying I want to do my Star Trek show, but I want my Star Trek show to be more like Next Generation. Yeah. And 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 yet still have characters that act like basically 21st century characters. Yeah. Opposed to some, you know, Roddenberry ideal of you know no conflict and all this kind of stuff. For me, the problem with the Orville is, is I guess somebody somewhere feels a need to, you know, just throw in gross jokes, you know. Yeah, I heard and it's gonna, the next season going to be more serious, more sci-fi yeah. led. I hope so. I think it's because because those episodes were the best. Oh one. yeah, those episodes are the Star Trek that people remember, and yeah. that, that leaves new or uh, Discovery to go on its own direction. Yeah. To be what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's curious because we get, we're getting both of those at the same time. Yeah. I think that they're actually helping one another. I think so too. I do too. Uh, because I think Discovery, Discovery apparently from behind the scenes, and I, I read a great article about this, and I don't know that I agree with the conclusions of the article, but I, I thought it was interesting. Apparently they plotted Discovery backwards. Like they started oh. at the end episode and worked their way. Yeah, forward. don't spoil it for her because you should probably watch it sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah. should. It's huh? on CBS All Access, which doesn't. You know, give it any favors, right? Like it's no, just, it really doesn't. It's, uh, That's you know, CBS. CBS. It should have been general, on TV. CBS in general just doesn't. Les Moonves is on record. He doesn't like sci-fi. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Whatever, dude. So, so 
Uh, yeah, I mean, sorry. That I mean, that is all the time we got. I, yeah. I we could go into Star Trek Discovery all like all day every day. Uh, well, not every day, but you know, Black Panther <laughs> I could do all day every day. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, check it out. It's on CBS All Access. Um, thank you guys for listening uh, or watching. Uh, we have our unabridged episodes on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, I believe on Google Play. Uh, now uh, we have our abridged episodes, our video episodes on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com/slash/thekeeg, uh, and uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Feel free, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, I know there's some of you out there that are watching this show. Uh, we are on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/thekeeg, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at thekeeg show. Um, we keep things updated. Uh, you can always tweet us uh, hashtag. Keeg Talk, K-E-E-G Talk. Uh, for any questions, we can a- answer them on the air. Perhaps uh, Jake will tweet back at you, and uh, we'll uh, make sure to answer whatever questions that you guys have, uh, either about us or our guests or, you know, our or hot s- takes. Or who Superman's Pokemon would be, or Super- who you want to see Pilot <laughs> yeah. and Jaeger Why together. You, uh, hashtag, uh, yeah, hashtag uh, uh, Super Pokemon. Super po- Poke... Super... Super Mon. Super <laughs> hashtag Superman. That's how we'll do it. And so, uh, thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Steve, for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, we'll put a little thing right down here with all your information on maybe where to where to see you next or where to see you on social media. I live in the sewers. Good luck. What'd you, <laughs> what'd you say? I said I live in the sewers. Good luck. Oh well. Oh yeah, you are a lizard person, right? Yeah. Uh, once. Uh, why don't we bring it back to me? Thanks, Jake. Jake's doing a great job. Uh, It's a silent clap for you guys. Uh, Once again, I'm Dimitri Pereira, and this has been The Keeg.